Good morning. Welcome to Stony Creek. I am Pastor Michael. I'm happy to see you all here on this chilly but still very beautiful winter day. Um, one quick announcement. Uh, Wednesday is the board meeting, so if you're on the board, uh, please make sure you're there. And if you have questions, let me know. Um, also, uh, you did not travel back in time. I made an error in the bulletin. It's not the 6th of February. It is the 13th. Um, so don't panic. Um, does anybody have any other announcements? Oh, Bob's got an announcement. Okay. As a trustee and the one that's supposed to see it, the church is in pretty good shape. Don't go out that back door over there, that side door over there, because it's all ice out there. And, uh, yeah, I put some salt on it, but it didn't do any good. So go out to the front door and then go around if you're parked over here, because it's, that's awful icy. Thank you. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> okay. Well, you'll notice that we have a big board at the back uh, of the sanctuary. And the kids that were here on Friday decided they have Valentine's and their names are on it. So they're, they, they're sharing the love with you today. And we had the 11 children. We had a donation of $100 from one of the parents who appreciates our planning and allowing for children to come in during professional development. So that was good. And Steve and Joan Fricasa, our new grandparents, uh, Jenny had a little girl, Sienna Grace, join the family. And then, just on a side note, this Wednesday, the 16th, I'm thinking that I heard something about someone having a birthday. No, it's hmm. the 30th of February. No, huh? No, don't think so. And it's the, you know, it's one of those milestone birthdays. Oh, if I could only be 40 again. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say you're 40? Ah, oh, what can I say? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I just want to know which hill it is I'm supposed to go over. Anyone that you can find. There's a bunch, you know, around here. The next one, okay. Fair enough. Forty's <laughs> the new twenty. There we go. Sure, we can go with that. Do we have any other announcements? Are we forgetting anything? Bible study, Dave. Bible study Tuesday. Jude, Jude and Jonah. J squared. J squared. All right, well, that is some of the, the business of the church, some of the ministry work we do. I want us to now turn our attention to a time of praise and worship of our God, and I'm going to turn it over to our liturgist who's going to get us started. And I'll be the liturgist this morning. If you will take your bulletins and we will recite together our call to worship. From the very beginning, God calls us. God sets us apart with a meaning and a purpose. We come up with excuses to avoid our calls for we are afraid. 
but God reassures us in many and various ways through the course of our days. Even if we are brought to the edge of a cliff, God is with us and sustains us. And at this time, we will turn it over to our praise band and they'll introduce the songs. Okay, and may I invite you to stand with us for the first song. That would be This Is My Commandment, number 26. And we'll sing this together twice. And then following that, you may be seated and we'll proceed with our second song as written.
I invite you to join with me in our opening prayer this morning. God of life, death, and resurrection, we are grateful for life and all its gifts. Increase in us the stuff that life is made of, faith, hope, and love, but especially love, that we may abide with you eternally through Jesus Christ, our lover and our Lord. Amen. this time shall we read together our affirmation of faith. We believe in the long kingdom of God through Christ upon us, within us, beyond us. We believe the love kingdom is like a mustard seed sown in apparent insignificance, growing into magnificence for the greening of the world. We beloved the love kingdom is like yeast, inserted in humble insignificance into the dough of life, expanding into enough dough for the world. We believe in the love kingdom is like a treasure lost and rendered insignificant under the ground now found with joy and thanksgiving. We believe the love kingdom of God is like pearls. All has become insignificant when the largest, most beautiful pearl of all is found. We believe in the love kingdom of God is like a net full of fish where even insignificant sardines are saved, but worm-ridden snockfish are thrown away. We believe in the love kingdom of God, through Christ upon us, within us, beyond us, where the meek and the poor, the merciful and the hungry, rejoice with the angels of God, loving God, we believe, scatter our unbelief. Amen. We will continue in terms of collecting our tithes and offerings by inviting you to place them in the white church in the narthex uh, at the back of the sanctuary. Um, but friends, let us love not only in our words, but also in our deeds through the tithes and offerings that we give today and every day.
Please rise as you are able and join me in our doxology. God, bless these gifts that we have given as expressions of our love for you and our neighbors, that they may bring closer to fulfillment your reign of peace and love through Jesus Christ, our sovereign Lord and Savior. Amen. We will continue with hymn number 156, I Love to Tell the Story.
be seated. It is now time for our youth moment. If our youth and children would come and join me up front here. And remember, you are all children of God, so technically you all can come and sit up here. Good morning. Is that your horse? Morning. Morning. What's the matter? All right. Good morning. So, what's tomorrow? Yeah. Did you get some some Valentines to give to some of your friends and your teachers? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is one of the most important parts of our body that we tend to think about around Valentine's Day? Love. Love. Okay, but what what part of our body do we think about around Valentine's Day? What do you think? Heart. Our heart. That's right. And when we we say we love people, we love them from our heart, right? Yeah. So, let's think of all the people we love. Um, do we love our grandparents? Yeah. Do we love our parents? Yeah. Um, our sisters and brothers? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that, don't worry. Our cousins? Well, we love our cousins, right? Yeah. Do we love our teachers? Well, those would be your aunts and uncles. So we all have our aunts and uncles. Yeah? That's my microphone. Do we love our friends? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what else we love? What? You and the church. Okay. And Jesus. We love Jesus. Good one. Love Santa. Why not? And Jesus, okay, so that's a lot, yeah, that, so that's a lot of people, right? Who? Yeah, our aunts and our uncles, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, so, and our beds, yes. Okay, so, that's a lot of people that we all love, right? Okay, last one. Okay, okay, okay. What? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, shh. I need you guys to listen, okay? Please listen. Okay, so those are all the people that we love, and there are more than that in the whole wide world. The whole wide world, there's... There are billions of people in the whole world. Can you, can you imagine that? Billions? That's so many people. And you know who loves all the people in the world? God. So can you imagine how big God's heart has to be to be able to love everybody? It's got to be huge, right? 
As big as this building, it might be, yeah. As big as this church. It could be as big as the whole wide world. Okay, okay. Shh. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay, so. Okay, okay. So, if God loves everybody and God's heart is super big, and Jesus told us that we should love everyone. We should love our neighbors. And that means everyone in the whole wide world. So if we're going to be able to do that, our hearts are going to have to be really big too, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um... So, if we are going to love everybody, that means our hearts are going to have to be really big too, right? Uh-huh. So, there are times when there are some people that it might feel like it's hard to love them because maybe they said something mean to us or they did something mean to us, but we still need to love them because that's what Jesus asked us to do, okay? So I want you guys to try really, really hard this week to love everybody you meet, okay? And there's lots of ways we can love people. We can be nice to them. We can say nice things and do nice things. We can listen to our parents and our teachers and our grandparents, okay? So do you think we can do that this week? Can you guys try really extra hard for me? Yes. Oh, I'm very sorry. Okay. All right, so I need you guys to help me with one more thing before you go to Sunday school. I know. The Lord's Prayer. That's right. We're going to do it all together, okay? Okay. No, we're going to do it all together, okay? Can we fold our hands and not sit on our siblings? Hold on. Okay, ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Okay, time for Sunday school. For that energy. All right. If you would please join me in an attitude of prayer. God of all goodness, we live in times of stress and controversy, injustice and cruelty. At times we cry to you for rescue and remember that we have leaned on you since our births as we pray, O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. 
We pray for leaders and nations around the world that they may seek justice and peace. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. We pray for your church in all its forms that we may be the love you want. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. We pray for victims of domestic violence and victims of war. Grant your healing and give your peace. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. We pray for those trapped by natural disaster. Embrace them with your calm and send them relief. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. We pray for those who are ill or suffering, that they may feel the comfort of your love. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. We pray for your creation, that the health of the earth may be restored. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. We pray for those who are born today and those who will die today. May their quality of life be governed by loving choices. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. God, our wisdom, enable us to be humble and kind in all things. Remind us that whatever the issue, today we know only in part. And even now, faith, hope, and love abide. And the greatest of these is love. Help us to be like you, love, through Jesus Christ, our friend and Savior. Amen. And our sung response is on the first page in your red folder, I Love You, Lord, which is number three. Please join me aloud in our prayer for illumination. Spirit of life, God of love, open our hearts and enter in, that hearing your word of love, we may become your love for others. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is from the New Testament, uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 23, and verses 13 through 15. 
Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You travel over land and sea to win a single covenant, and when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much of a child of hell as you are. This is the word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Praise be to God. At this time, if you're able, you could stand, and we'll sing page 408, The Gift of Love. may be seated. Our next scripture readings come from uh, 1 Corinthians, first chapter 5, verses 12 and 13, and then continuing at verse 13, or chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. For what have I to do with judging those outside? Is it not those who are inside that you are to judge? God will judge those outside. Drive out the wicked person from among you. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing If I give away all my possessions and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you would please join me again in an attitude of prayer. God of infinite love and grace for all people and all creation, we humbly come before you with praises of thanksgiving for your unending love and all powerful grace that you continue to bestow upon us even when our love fails. Our love has at times failed for love of you, love of one another, and love for ourselves. Help us by restoring in us a pure and authentic understanding of love, love for you and one another and ourselves. Lead us in ways of healthy love, and may we become beacons of your love to the world through the power of your Holy Spirit. And now may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All right, let me see what we have here this morning. Hmm. Well, we're going to be continuing this morning in our February sermon series, All About Love, where we're talking all about love and the characteristics of love. Last week, we talked about what love is in reflecting on scripture passages from 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, and John's gospel. We talked about how love is protective, love is inclusive, love is generous, love is equalizing, love is a covenant, love is kindness, love is a commandment, And love is an identifier or identifiable mark for us. And we also talked about how we should go out and love one another using these characteristics of what we understand love to be. This week we're going to be talking about what love is not or characteristics that are not found in or seen in love. This will, of course, be influenced by what kind of love we are talking about, as well as our scripture readings from the Gospel of Matthew and 1 Corinthians. Next week, we'll talk about what love does do and what love does not do. And then finally, on the last Sunday of February, we will talk about loving the church and all of what that can encompass and really mean. Now, I know because we said it when we were talking with our youth, but you all know tomorrow's Valentine's Day. In normal times and not amidst a global pandemic like we are still experiencing, in normal times you might have planned a nice dinner out with your spouse or significant other. But some of the other things people typically do for Valentine's Day can still happen, I think. Flowers can be sent and received. Valentine's Day cards can be bought and sent. You can still get all kinds of chocolate and sweets for your loved ones. Trust me, I was in Kroger's the other day and almost had a diabetic coma just walking down the candy aisle. But what about today? Well, I had such fun last week telling you about all the holidays for the month of February and then for the day February 6th that I just couldn't help myself and wanted to share with you for the ones for today, February 13th. Today is National Crab Rangoo Day, World Radio Day, World Marriage Day, it is Super Bowl Sunday, 
And I know the Lions aren't playing, but Stafford is on one of the teams so we can kind of cheer. Um, it's National Tortellini Day. It is National Internet Friends Day. It is Employee Legal Awareness Day. It is National Cheddar Day, which I don't think would go quite that well with National Tortellini or Crab Rangoo Day. Um, it is International Natural Day, which I have no idea what that exactly means. It is Get a Different Name Day. And it is National Apology Day, which I'll be honest, I figured that one would have come after Valentine's Day, not before, for the people who forget that it's Valentine's Day. Whatever. So we are looking at what love is not this morning. And I think one simple way to establish that list of characteristics would be to take our list from last week of what love is and apply the opposites of those things. We had that love is protective, inclusive, generous, equalizing, a covenant, kindness, a commandment, an identifier or an identifiable mark for us. So the opposites would mean that love is not attacking or uh, negligent. Love is not exclusive. Love is not greedy or selfish. Love is not disproportionate or imbalanced. Love is not hostile or cruel. And love is not inactive. And, oh, I'm sorry, and that love is not unrecognizable or unidentifiable. I think that's a pretty good list, to, to be honest. What do we find in popular culture and works of fiction in regards to what love is not? American author Ursula K. Le Guin once wrote that love doesn't just sit there like a stone. It has to be made like bread, remade all the time, made new. Another American author, Madeline L'Engle, a writer of fiction, nonfiction, poetry, and young adult fiction, including a well-known book, A Wrinkle in Time, that many of you may be familiar with, she wrote that love is not how you feel, it is what you do. Stephen King, one of the best-known horror and thriller writers of recent memory, once wrote in his novel The Body that love is not soft, like those poets say. Love has teeth which bite, and the wounds never close. It's a little rough. The beloved Fred Rogers once said that love is not a state of perfect caring. It is an active noun like struggle. To love someone is to strive to accept that person exactly the way he or she is right here and now. And then an unknown person once wrote that true love is not easy, but it must be fought for because once you find it, it can never be replaced. Another quote about love that has not been able to be attributed to a specific person with any real certainty says that love is not perfect. It is not a fairy tale or a storybook, and it does not always come easy. 
Love is overcoming obstacles, facing challenges, fighting to be together, holding on and never letting go. Love is work, but most of all, love is realizing that every hour, every minute, every second of it was worth it because you did it together. So from all of that, I think we can add some things to our list that love is not inactive, just sitting around, but instead needs to be remade all of the time. We can add that love is not just a feeling, but it is instead something that you do. We can add that, according to Stephen King anyways, love is not always soft, but has teeth that bite and leaves behind wounds that never heal. I'm, I'm really hoping he's referring to when love goes away or heartbreak, although it is Stephen King, so... That one I do agree with, even though it is kind of depressing. We can add that love is not a state of perfect caring, but instead is an active noun, like struggle. We can also add that true love is not easy, but must be fought for, because once you find it, it can never be replaced. And we can add that love is not perfect, it is not a fairy tale or a storybook, and it does not always come easy. Our list has grown quite a bit, but let's go back into our scripture readings for today and see what else we find there about love and what love is not. In our reading from the 23rd chapter of Matthew's gospel, we find Jesus calling out some people who, who claim to love the people, but may not have been genuine in their words. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you lock people out of the kingdom of heaven. That's kind of harsh. It was true. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it's harsh. This was not the warm, fuzzy Jesus with the children on his lap that we like to think of most of the time. No, this, this was more like the flipping tables and whipping people Jesus that we tend to try to forget about or tuck away somewhere else. What Jesus was saying here is that the religious leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, the experts in the law... They were not really loving the people and were being hypocritical in their words and their actions. So I think it's fair to say that love is not hypocritical. Love is not known to say one thing and do another, the opposite of what it said it would do. And giving everything we talked about last week about what love is, I just, I just can't find a way that real love, especially agape love, could ever be classified as hypocritical. Jesus also says here that, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cross sea and land to make a single convert, and you make the new convert twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. He is on a roll. Here, Jesus is pointing out that love is not some grand show of effort only to gain attention or praise. It would appear that anyone 
willing to cross over land and sea just to bring someone to faith would be a pure sign of love. But in this case, Jesus said that because of what they were doing wrong when it came to faith, they were only causing these new converts to fall further into sin. That's definitely not very loving. Let's go ahead to 1 Corinthians now, starting in chapter 5. For what have I to do with judging those outside? It is, is it not those who are inside that you are to judge? God will judge those outside. Well, here's another important one. Love is not a judge. And I think we can go a step further to say that if we claim to love someone, it's not our place to judge them, specifically in regards to their worthiness of God's love and grace. I want to be clear that in this letter to the Corinthians, this is talking about how love is not a judge of another person's worthiness of anything, and that it is God alone who judges one another or judges us. Then we come to the passage in the 13th, 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, which carries a header, the gift of love. Let's go through that passage one more time. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Now, you may be thinking, but pastor, nothing in there says that love is not something. And you would be correct taking it from a literal reading of the verses. But sometimes we need to look at what is being said versus what is not being said. And and here's what I mean by that. The passage says that even if I can speak in ways that everyone could understand and follow... If I do not speak with love, I am just a noisy sound. Love does not distract from the good and from sharing good news. The passage says that even if I have prophetic powers and I have everything in faith, faith enough to move mountains, but I don't have love, then I am nothing There have been countless people who have put on a good show about their faith and how how great they are because of it. But when we do something like that and we don't have love, and we don't have love at the very core of our faith, then we are nothing. Passage also says that if we give everything that we own away and even give up our own bodies to help others in in whatever ways, but we don't have love, then all of our efforts are in vain. I think one of the biggest takeaways we can have from this is that love is not unnecessary. 
Love is not optional. We can all do, we can do all of these supposed great things in the eyes of the world, but if we don't do them in love, if we don't have love in doing those things, then it's just a waste, and really so are we. Because God knows whether or not we have love and use love when we do things. Yes, we might be able to fool the world or parts of it, but God knows our hearts and our minds. God knows if it is just lip service or a real effort to love our neighbors and share the good news. So what are we to do? Well, I would say that we need to do everything that we do in love and with love. Whether it's something we say or do, love has to be there. And if we are at a place in our lives or, or struggling with the person or persons that are connected to these things that we want to do and we just can't do them with love and in love, then we shouldn't do them at all. Not until we can get past that. Love is not inauthentic. I pray that you will take all of these things that we have pointed out about what love is not, as well as from last week about what love really is, and use them to show pure, authentic, and grace-filled love to everyone and in all that you say and do. We don't want to be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. We don't want to be nothing. We want to matter not only to God but to one another, and we do that when we love. Amen. We are going to do our last song, which is printed in your bulletin uh, from the Faith We Sing 2152 called Change My Heart, O God, and Please Rise As You Are Able.
Beloved children of God, empowered by God's love for you, go out and love your neighbors, the ones just like you and those different from you. God is a refuge, but never an escape. Therefore, go this day into a world where things are being pulled down and overthrown, where things are being built up and planted. Go this day open to the surprise of what God is doing and where and with whom God is at work. Go this day with the love of God made visible in you. Now may the grace of God, the love of Christ, and the friendship of the Holy Spirit go with us all. May the love of God help you to bear all things. May the love of Christ enable you to believe all things. May the love of the Holy Spirit inspire you to hope all things so that you abide in faith, hope, and love this day and forevermore. Amen.